The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me on your weekend. Playoff weekend, that is. Wild card, super wild card weekend. It's like a, it, it just gets bigger and bigger every single year. Um, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Obviously, this is part three of the Dolphins. Um, or this is like a third chronicle of the Dolphins and Buffalo Bills this year. Uh, it just feels a little lackluster without Tua Tagovailoa. Obviously, there's a lot more bigger storylines but um i think the biggest one to me is josh allen's playoff career uh for me it's it's all about him okay the gloves are off now no more patty cake here and there trying to figure out the offense just let it rip um trust the coach trust the coaching plan uh trust the players wholeheartedly and and just let's make plays because that is literally all it's going to take to get to a Super Bowl. And, you know, I will say one thing about the Cincinnati Bengals. I feel like that's the way they play. That's why I think they're the most dangerous team. They are the most explosive offense, I think, in the NFL. Um, and, and the Bills are going to have to figure out how to match it. They beat Miami this weekend. If they do, and they don't, you know, lay an egg historically at Buffalo against a third-string quarterback, there should be fireworks in Buffalo against Cincinnati. We've, we also got the news about if potentially Buffalo were to go to an AFC championship against Kansas City, it will now be held in Atlanta where the Falcons play. So obviously a lot of things are hitting the storylines. Micah Hyde, uh, we're just going to try to just tackle all these things and bring it all together with what is the anticipated matchup this weekend uh, on Sunday uh, with the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. I, for one, am happy that the Buffalo Bills are not playing on Saturday, and they're, in fact, playing on a Sunday. They get enough time to rest um, and, and develop a really good game plan. I think it's a really good game, this is my first point, to practice um, fundamentals, right? 
<laughs> before a potentially even huger game, huger, bigger. Um, and and what's going to matter, I think, the most to me is just to see a fluid offensive game plan, a defense that is you know getting ready to take it to the next level, and that's it. You know, I don't really think there's anything else the Buffalo Bills can do to show what else they can do. Um, we did have some injuries develop. I think the one that I'm going to note the most going into this game is going to be Isaiah McKenzie, and then you obviously see Cole Beasley get signed from the practice squad. Um, we, I feel like we all anticipated that going into the playoffs. Um, and John Brown's obviously going to be elevated for this game, there's no doubt. My question is, you know, what more can they really do offensively that McKenzie can't? There's a big reason why Brandon Bean, right, and Sean McDermott picked Isaiah McKenzie, technically speaking, <laughs> over both of them. And and now they feel like they made a boo-boo, they brought them back. You saw how John Brown got open on a broken play against the Patriots. It just kept the momentum flowing. Um, and that's what the Buffalo Bills need. Maybe that's what they are hoping for. Um, obviously, Isaiah goes down, um, and, and they he can fill that void. Uh, and then another name that just <laughs> came out of the woodwork, uh, besides Micah Hyde, is Jamison Crowder, as he is was nursing his ankle basically the entire year after going on IR, gets elevated, and it's going to be a big question mark with him. I mean, uh, number one, if, if you're a defense, um, how do you game plan? Uh, for Jamison Crowder. There is tape on him, um, but what happens if he starts getting it going? Then what do the Buffalo Bills do? You just feed the hot hand? Um, you know, I think the formula for me going into this game is very simple. Feed the living crap out of Stephon Diggs, and good things will happen. Um, and, you know, it, it, it can vary, right? We, we see when the Buffalo Bills have tried that, and sometimes it doesn't really go all that well right away. But, I think it's their identity at this point. They have to just admit it and and stop shading away from it. I think that, you know, even if they bracket coverage him, whatever, swing him across the field, just get him a five-yard, whatever kind of yard gain, uh, just to show the defense they're always, we're always looking for Stephon Diggs to get the football. Um, and I like what they, I like how the offense attacked, obviously, that, that game against New England, we can talk about it a little bit, was <laughs> going into this game now, it, it was the fire started, the kickstarter, if you will, um, into the playoffs, uh, an emotional game. Um, God bless you, Damar Hamlin, if you're listening. We had a very emotional week last week on Buff Hub, and, you know, we are, it, it's, it's, it's all happening so fast. <laughs> you almost want to die, you want to, you want to have time to digest it, but maybe this is going to be one of those seasons or one of those things where you're not going to be able to really digest everything until the season is over. Um, and, and, and it happens like that. Everything in this game happens very quickly. Injuries, um, deals, it, people getting cut, released, traded, uh, <laughs> upsets, right? And and the Buffalo Bills have, have survived so much this entire year and are still the second seed. Let's just imagine this. What if none of that happened and Buffalo was fully healthy, Right? They're, they're the number one seed, no no doubt in my mind. Um, I, I just think that what this season has shown is the resiliency in this team, in this coaching staff, and, you know, they're they're ready to rock and roll. Um, you know, and I kind of I thought about it this way going into this game. You know, screw the first round. 
buy, this first round buy. You know, because in a way, the Bills basically had one with everything that was going on. And I think they're rested and ready to go. Um, obviously, no one on God's green earth would ever want to see anything happen to anyone like that on the football field. Um, I'm just saying from a standpoint of Buffalo has had a lot of time to rest, but my concern beyond, behind all of this was mentally, right? Because physically they're rested because the the league canceled the game and they were forced to be rested, no doubt, obviously. And it's just mentally, where are they at? And And we got the answer to that. Now, look at this news. I mean, it's amazing, right? DeMar Hamlin's going home. Like, it's insane how, how things have, and that's the thing, like, we're, we're trying to catch up, and I feel like emotionally as fans, it's hard to, like, you want to watch the game, you want to watch the game, but then you're so worried, and you're so, you're, you're reading, like, 10 storylines going into this weekend, um, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how things, uh, try, you know, determine, uh, you know, the outcome of this, of this playoff run for all these teams, um, but I, I will say, I, I stand by this point, since the beginning of the season, I have been very consistent with this, that I have said this, <laughs> I don't even know how many times, who listened to Buff Up, you know, uh, you Dora in Kansas, shout out to you, you always tweet at me. Um, <laughs> coaching is going to win the Super Bowl. And I believe that coaching has carried this Buffalo Bills team. You saw what happened when tragedy struck, and, you know, psychologically, you either fly or you fight. In football, you win or lose. And, you know, um, the entire leadership and coaching staff in this locker, this locker room deserves a lot of credit. I always hear about how coaches are rah-rah, mentally tough, emotionally just always in tune, this, this, and that, and the other. I don't think... I've ever witnessed class on a scale of 1 to 10 at a 10 on every level from Sean McDermott and the rest of this coaching staff on how they've been handling everything that has been going on this season. Beginning, just think about this, the Matt Ariza thing, how they handled that. Um, Just... Over and all the injuries started to mount up. How they handled that. How, you know, they handled, you know, the loss. And then, you know, the that one idiot with the last name Sullivan, right? Decided to say something stupid. And, you know, you just see the McDermott mentality instilled in Josh. Like, it's, you see McDermott in these players. You see Leslie Frazier in the defense. And it's just, they have a swagger to them, but they have a very professional side to them. It's, it's just the way they are being... Um, coached, and I guess you could say bred, it's like we're spoiled as Bills fans right now. Um, Obviously, the the biggest bugaboo right now is a ring. (laughs) That's all this coaching staff is missing. And they'll go down in the Hall of Fame by the time Josh Allen's career is over. Whether they, they win one ring, two or three, four, I don't know. But I'm hoping that they win it this year. I am hoping that this game, uh, you know, is is one of those stepping stones towards a very strong playoff puff, puff, push that we have not seen as fans in a very long time. Um, 
and it's going to be interesting to see what the neutral field could do if the Bills get that far. I am not going to, I am not for one second uh, going to roll out the Bengals getting back to the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just, I will not. Um, if they come guns blazing out of that Baltimore game into Buffalo, I pray that Buffalo is coming back into that game the same way. Bills are good. But, you know, my, my concern is the the defense at the end of the day. I mean, you saw Micah Hyde going back to him now. Micah Hyde coming back to this team, it, I'm 50-50. It's, it's, it's so hard because after seeing what happened to Hamlin, right, um, it breaks me inside as a fan, like, I just want him to play, but then it's just like, but I want to protect him. <laughs> um, similar injury, or if not the same injury, that happened to Aaron Williams. Uh, Aaron Williams was chasing a player, fell down after the tackle, landed awkwardly, and then Micah Hyde went straight into the player and got hit awkwardly in his neck. Herniated disc is no joke. It'll bring any person, no matter how big you are, to your knees with an ambulance on your side, uh, picking you up and, and, and taking you to the hospital. Like, um, those things are no joke. The fact that it happened in his neck, that's where I feel kind of like I'm very concerned. I just wonder, right, we'll see what kind of progress he's showing. I mean, he was running faster than any safety on the team in practice. He had a red non-contact jersey on, don't get me wrong, but... um. He's so hungry, and after watching what's happened to his team, he's a, he's a leader. He's a captain for a reason. They take it very seriously on this team. Um, it would be huge, you know, emotionally, and 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 you know, I I feel torn. But if I if I'm talking about winning a football game, hell yeah, I want Micah Hyde in there. So I, I just hope that everything kind of pans out the way that it's supposed to, not the way that we want to. We want it. We want it to go, you know, and and that's the whole thing about this whole situation. Now, Josh Allen, <laughs> guys, check this out. So, um, apologize for any uh, connection interference right now. I'm trying to handle it, and it's kind of annoying <laughs> if you can hear that. Um, so, Josh Allen's playoff career: 14 touchdowns, one interception, passer rating of over 106, passing yards per game. Over 285 yards in NFL history. This is the best in NFL history. Those stats. It's 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 mind-boggling that Josh Allen does not have a Super Bowl yet. Uh it doesn't help when you have Joe Burrow, a Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know, literally over geez, how many quarterbacks that are just stellar right now in the AFC. But how much sweeter will it be if Josh Allen and this team can figure out a formula that is a winning formula at that to get all the way to a Super Bowl and win it? That's going to be the big the big, the big, big thing here. The Giants are back in the playoffs. We know how magical the Giants can be. Justin Herbert is in his first playoff run. So is Trevor Lawrence. So we don't we we don't know 
what kind of quarterbacks. No one knew what Eli Manning as a quarterback was going to be in the playoffs until he got in the playoffs and just delivered magic. <laughs> we don't know. what My point is we don't know what a quarterback can do until he gets in the playoffs. And Josh Allen has proven he is definitely not an Andy Dalton with a Cincinnati Bengals situation. Like, he's winning playoff games, and he is spectacular, and he is carrying his team. He's not expecting everything to just work around him. Sometimes quarterbacks need to make plays. Now, and and quarterbacks make plays in different ways. You look at, like, Peyton Manning's signature always just audibling 20 times before snapping the ball, reading everything that a defense is doing, making sure that every single player is understanding what is going on, why it's going on, before he throws a ball, even if it's not a bullet, in the correct spot at the, at the perfect time, right? That's what Peyton Manning did because he wasn't a scrambler, right? He was that kind of a quarterback. Tom Brady kind of does the same thing, right? Still has the arm. Obviously, he just, <laughs> every time you hear Tom Brady say alert, it's, it's, you get nervous. Um, <laughs> you see, every quarterback has his thing, has his way of, of controlling the flow of a game. Josh Allen will do a couple of those things, but then he'll also run over linebackers. And we have never seen that, unless it was Tim Tebow back in in the college days, and really didn't even see Tim Tebow do that too much, or even at all, in the NFL. He was just, you know, Tim Tebow did what Tim Tebow did, and it was over pretty quickly. Every quarterback has his thing, is what I'm saying. And again, credit to Tim Tebow for winning his one, one... playoff game but but again it's like one of those things Josh Allen is is in a different tier of respect of quarterbacks right Josh Allen is on pace to go to the Hall of Fame and the only thing that I believe he needs to do at this point is convincingly just beat Mahomes again just like you did in the regular season and this coaching staff needs to back him up with a better game plan against Cincinnati. I think the the way that game was starting to turn out was just kind of, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. it. It just felt as though things were unraveling pretty quickly. Um, they were attacking Tredavious White. And, and, and again, you look at what quarterbacks end up doing in games like that. They end up doing everything they possibly can. And, and I, I don't want Josh Allen to have to do that, right? I don't think any of us want him to do that in the playoffs. We want Josh Allen to be healthy. We want him to have a balanced football game, um, and we don't want it to get ugly. If, if, it, if it's a competitive game, great. It's a competitive game. But um, as far as sloppy play and then him having to you know pick up the mess after that, that's what I think all Bills fans are hoping does not happen. Um, and, and again, it's going to be one of those things. The, the coaching has to be on par. Uh, Ken Dorsey just got a... Going into this point here, he just got a offer, right? Uh, an interview, excuse me, uh, for the head coaching position in Carolina. There goes the connection with Buffalo and Carolina again, and and it's one of those things where you really look at it and you're just kind of like, okay, so this is now another test after another successful year for this coaching staff on how they handle the outside noise, even after everything that's happened. If Ken Dorsey gets this job then what, right? Is he just going to, you know, try to get to the AFC Championship and just four verts 
the whole freaking game. You know, it's. I hope it doesn't turn into that. I hope it doesn't become a distraction. I don't believe it will. I think he's a he's a really strong competitor. Um, and you know what? I think one of those things. It's you. You look at what happened with Brian Dable. You look at what happened with Leslie Frazier. They didn't get picked up right away for whatever reason it was. But I definitely do think teams were looking at the situation at large of okay, well, you're not getting over the hump. Um, is it the defense's fault? Is it the offense's fault? And I think that once uh, you know Brian Dayball opened up the playbook against Kansas City at Kansas City, and then every other team saw, okay, it's not a Brian Dayball situation. Bills have to figure out their defense. Then Leslie Frazier gets the sword in the stick. So it's going to be interesting to see how things transpire, right, in that aspect of the coaching staff having to, having to deal with these things. Now, quickly, going back into this Miami game, my score prediction very simple. I have the Buffalo Bills winning this game 37-10. to um, I think they win convincingly. I think the defense you know, shows up, shows out. I hope that we can get some of our depth involved in this game. And again, it's all going to come down to getting pressure on the quarterback okay, and making sure that we have good safety help against Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. So there you have it, folks. Thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. Um, Guys, thanks for hanging in there with us uh, at Buffalo Rumblings. Um, And again, I always finish my podcast with making sure I recognize all of the military and first responders in our country. Thank you for all that you do for our country and for our communities. Um, Guys, uh, I extended my my gratitude towards you. I'm one of you. And um, again, to all those listening, thank you. Enjoy this weekend. Relish in it, guys. Um, good teams don't happen often. <laughs> Wins in this league are hard to come by. And we have a pretty damn good football team in Buffalo. Let's get it. Let's get the party started. Get the tables ready. And let's win. Let's go all the way. Go Bills. Go Bills.